Ministries podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Our podcast is listener supported and we welcome your donations. Kingdom Ministries equips and empowers you to continue Jesus's ministry of the kingdom of God through resources like this podcast, as well as in-person training and online articles. To get started, visit us at kingdomtools.org. Don't even say, I'm going to go conduct business here. I'm going to go out of town. We, yeah, we do that all the time. Oh, I'm going to go out of town. I'm going to do this. Unless you say it to the Lord's will. And then he adds, anything else is boasting and is of the evil one. There is more to the Lord's prayer than what meets the eyes, at least at first. In this series, Keith Martins teaches a Fresno church on the Lord's prayer, sharing insights from its authoritative language, the picture it paints of God's will for his people, as well as how we can apply it to our daily lives. In part five of this series, Keith addresses the importance of checking our plans with the Lord's will and timing to help prevent a trap of the enemy and what to do when our prayers don't seem to be working. Remember when Jesus said no to that whole group of people? I mean, you know, I I hear these people all the time. Jesus helped everybody that came. And I go, really? Apparently missed that part there. We spent the night at, you know, I mean, during the evening, the whole town came out. So everybody was healed. It was like a rocking cool time. Everybody got, everyone received what they came for. Healed, delivered, whatever. So he goes, spends time with his father. I'd probably go to bed, but, you know, he's so tired. But he goes up on the hill, spends the night. Next morning, early disciples go, man, where's the Lord? Where is he? Where's Jesus? Everybody looking for him. Because, man, we got a whole bunch of people. They heard the good news about last night. They want to come now. They want to. They're bringing all their cats and dogs and everybody they know. They're coming. And they, Jesus comes up, hey, man, we've been looking for you. Where you been? There's all these. And he goes, oh, uh, I got to go to the other side of the lake because I must preach the kingdom of God. And that's the reason why I came. And so basically, we can obviously deduce that being from what Jesus said, right? I only do what I see the Father doing, etc. That in that time of prayer, you got to go to the lake. Now, was it hard for Jesus? Does he maybe torn because he cared about them? I would think so, he, but he kept his eye on the ball, didn't he? What would have happened? We don't know. It's pure speculation, but we can think about what if we don't pray deliver us from a trap or a test or a distraction of the enemy, and we're not tuning into the Father like James says, right? Don't even say, I'm going to go conduct business here. I'm going to go out of town. We, yeah, we do that all the time. Oh, I'm going to go out of town. I'm going to do this. Unless you say it to the Lord's will. And then he adds, anything else is boasting and is of the evil one. Whoa, that's kind of harsh. But I think to underscore this, say, yeah, Lord, should I do that? And should I do that now? Is this your timing? Is it because if you look a lot of times and compassion is an easy one for the enemy because you're compassionate people. And people with real compassion often get deceived. They get in relationships that aren't good for them because they do so out of compassion. They think they're going to help somebody. But did you ask the Lord if you're the person to do that? I remember it when I was at the college. I remember telling this girl, ministering to her. We were ministering to an alcoholic boyfriend that she wanted to marry. Became, you know, she's planning on marrying this guy. And he was a great guy. Loved this guy. You know, ministered to him, just the Lord loved him, he's a great guy. But I said to her, I said, Denise, you need to marry someone you don't think you deserve. In other words, not him. You, need, you know, you need to marry someone that you don't think you deserve, and most of all, we need to pray and ask God, do you, do you want this for you? you know, and she looks back now, so she ended up marrying a great guy. It was a great family. 
I can't think about the heartache that would have come if she would have been led by her compassion. You said, well, Jesus was led by compassion. No, no, he wasn't. And, and I'd like you to show me. And if you go to Matthew 9.35, it says he had compassion on the crowd. But what did he do? He didn't even go out to meet their need. He said, we need to pray. First thing was said, we just need to pray to the Lord for more workers. I'm not going to go out there. In other words, we need more people. Then what's the second step that is compassionate to? He gave his disciples authority so they could go out and meet that need. So he didn't just go, oh, compassion. No, by his own testimony, I only do what the Father tells me to do. And I only say what he's commanded me to say. And that, I think, should be our highest priority in life and in ministry. Um, so let, let's stop there. I'm going to hand these out to you so we can pray. Um, I think that's probably enough uh, for uh, tonight. Um, as I'm getting these ready, uh, does this raise some practical or other questions for you? Uh, since we're a group like this, I would do my best to try to uh, answer them. Is this making sense to everybody? Is this... That's a fantastic question. That's a fantastic question. Yeah. I did cancel a couple days later. And I prayed. But maybe I didn't pray with my heart. No, no, don't go there, Judy. It wasn't you. <laughs> it has nothing to do. If you're praying according to, you know, with God's word and all those things, you're addressing the enemy and all that. Doing the same thing. Okay. I can't do two things at once, obviously. So, okay. Three things, actually. Uh, so, um, in regard to that, there's a lot of times I go, what? I don't get it, right? Well, first of all, consider there's, there's a couple of factors, right? But the first answer I give you is I would get someone else, two or more people to agree with you. Okay? That's the first thing. Two or more people to agree with you. Okay, then here's the next thing. It still doesn't happen, or even in that setting, here's what I would do. Okay, Lord, what do we do? Are we, are we barking up the wrong tree? Is this, uh, here's the bottom line, what Jesus prayed. Not my will, but your will be done. Lord, is this something I think you want, or is this something you actually want, or is this not the timing? So Holy Spirit, will you please show me... Um, Am I barking up the wrong tree or my expectations? There's a lot of expectations I have. And I, I say don't have any because you get disappointed in terms of how you think that's going to happen. For example, a classic I think we've all done or I've done is like you kind of picture how this is going to go. And you think that's faith. Oh, yeah, I see the Lord doing this. And, you know, this is going to happen this way. And we declare it. We believe it and, and all that. And then it doesn't turn out like that. And you kind of go, well, that's supposed to happen. We believe. We had faith, right? And there was no problem on the faith then. It's that you somehow imagined how it was going to go. And one thing that God is famous for is absolutely not doing it your way. And in a way that completely, just don't even plan on it turning out the way you envisioned it. I mean, I, that's rare. Okay, now in terms of obedience, yeah, you obey exactly what he tells you to do in the way that he says to do it. Uh, if you're instructed in that way, but... I just would, and, and there's a lot of people that use this language, and again, this is one of those things I don't know exactly what people mean when they say, hey, I'm believing for this. I go, do they mean 
I keep believing and hoping and using my faith that that's going to happen? Or is that belief based on something that God has said? And part of my quest in this is I, I was praying about this and the Lord led me to the faith chapter. And I go, I don't really, I don't know that chapter. But I go, no, I got to go there and look. Here was my question. I'd never thought about this before, but was in this thing. Do we just like, okay, well, I believe that my hair is going to grow back. You know, I don't, by the way. I mean, I would like to believe. But, and I wanted to, and, but that's something I could pick. I believe my hair is going to grow all back. I'm going to have that long, beautiful hair that I used to have, you know. And I'm going to be 20 again, too. You know, I can believe for those things. Or, you know, I, I mean, even something more spiritual, you know. I don't know, more than my hair. I don't know. But no, so sp something spiritual or, or like uh, my son's going to be in the ministry, you know, or something like that, you know. Now, I'm believing for that. And it may be even a really good thing. But is it warranted by something God said? And when you go to the faith chapter, I want you to check this out yourself. I went back and checked every example he gave. And you know what? By faith, Abraham went to a land he didn't know about, even though he didn't know where he was going. By faith, Noah built this ark, even though it had never rained. By faith, Abraham offered his son Isaac, reckoning that God would even raise him from the dead. Why? Every one of those stories is predicated by the fact that God had spoken to them in advance. Noah, build the ark. See, the one thing was certain. He was sure that it was God. As weird as it was, he knew it was God. And that's the first objective. What does God say? Is this really you? And from his word we know, but then we have to consider, Lord, is this what you mean in your word? Right? So people say, oh, the blessing of Abraham is for us. And they interpret that now as meaning some kind of financial prosperity. Really? I'm not sure you can interpret it that way. You can try. Uh, but I don't know if it's in the cards. I think you might find up being disappointed in terms of what's your vision of prosperity, having your needs met or being wealthy in a North American sense, you know, in terms of famous, rich, whatever. Um, so there's a lot of things like that I don't know, but find out what God says and discern it with two others. And, and then I always ask, well, Jesus, what should I do? Should I, what, what should I, what's your plan on this? And then I, I get around gifted people. And I want to get around objective people, people that don't really care either way about something I'm praying about or what I want. They're not involved emotionally with me. All they know is I can trust them to hear from God. Okay? So I was in a situation like this a couple of weeks ago, praying about something. and um, We actually recorded it. And people I trust, objective, had no idea. And part of the deal that the Lord spoke to the person, only I, I knew. He never knew that I knew anything about this or whatever. And that meant something. I go, oh, okay, well, that's, that's awesome. So that's encouraging. And so that's a great question. When it doesn't work, go back and reevaluate and ask the Lord, so what do I do now? Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode on the Lord's Prayer. Did you know we have an app? You can access all of our resources and even listen to this podcast all in one place. To download, please visit us at kingdomtools.org.